Okay, everybody, welcome back. Huge week for the podcast. I've had a couple good uh, episodes the past couple days, but however, none more important than championship week slash weekend figured out podcast episode with me, Chandler Collins. And just as last night happened, we have another debut. I think this show might be starting to get a little traction. I'm starting to get more people that want to come on and on. I'm just saying. Um, and tonight is no different. Here to talk football with us. Uh, no Blaine could get Lucas here in a little bit. Really unsure of where the guy is right now. But I knew we would have one guy on here with us. Uh, my childhood best friend. I was the best man in his wedding. He'll be the best man in my wedding, and he knows about a tenth of what I know about sports. It's my good buddy, Kyle Larson. Kyle, welcome aboard, brother. Welcome to ha- – good to have you. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Chandler. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a long time. Um, well, actually, for you, it's your first time, obviously. Yeah. But uh, it's actually been a long time since we've kind of talked just sports. We've been talking about a lot of life <laughs> recently. Uh, we talked yeah. about the Chiefs. But we're going to dive into all of it. Two huge games. Winners of these games this weekend go to the Super Bowl. Um, We'll probably start in the NFC with the Rams, Niners, and they'll move to the Chiefs and Bengals. But uh, before we do that, Kyle, we're actually going to talk a little baseball. Mm, And this will be a quick little spin, but a really big topic in the sports world. I mean – um, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts because I think we're going to agree, but Hall of Fame came out yesterday. Barry Bonds, you see a Hall of Famer in your eyes? Absolutely. I mean, you don't walk somebody with the bases loaded and not put them in the Hall of Fame. Like, yeah. I mean, he was the most feared hitter potentially in the league history. And there's other guys in the league that were in the Hall of Fame that have had – stints with PEDs, roids, whatever you want to call them. David Ortiz. Yeah, I mean, it it blows my mind. So he he's one of the best ever, arguably the best and most dominant player ever. It's blasphemous yeah. that he's not in the in the Hall of Fame. But it's really insane that he didn't make the Hall of Fame. And I can't believe that people still use like, okay, I understand that steroids is cheating. I'm not saying we should have it in sports, but, like, he still hit the baseball himself. Like, I think base, I think steroids in baseball is one of the sports, like, that, like, you can get away with it almost and, like, yeah. not look like an absolute freak. Like, I mean, he, like, obviously he got a lot bigger or whatever, but he didn't get necessarily any faster. You know, he might have gotten a little stronger, but – like you still have to make contact with the ball. I could take steroids starting tomorrow and get juiced up and have the biggest muscles in the world and go out there and I'm not touching a 99 mile per hour fastball. Yeah. Like, I mean, you wouldn't have touched my fastball in high school either. No, exactly. And it takes a, it takes a freak to do what he did. I mean, it just does not make it. He had it in him. The steroids might've kept him healthier or something, but he, I mean, he's still mashing baseballs. And the fact that he's not in, I what's isn't there like a crazy stat that he has some sort of walks stat that's insane. Like despite like despite him, obviously you think of Barry Bonds as like a power hitter, probably strikes out a lot. Like I think he led 
the league in walks or something crazy. Like it's, um, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look that up honestly. Well, to to that point, I actually saw a stat today on Twitter. Uh, if you remove his 700 and some odd home runs from his his career, he still has a higher on base percentage than David Ortiz, who got into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and here, okay, this is just intentional walks so this doesn't even include walks when he's at the plate barry bonds is the all-time leader in intentional bases on balls with 688 career intentional walks bonds is the only player in mlb history to be intentionally walked more than 400 times (laughs) like are you kidding me yeah like i mean come on this guy was a freak he deserves to be in the hall of fame um, yeah. And and frankly, so does so does Roger Clemens, but I think Sosa does too. But well, he's a cheater. I think you're a little biased in that. Yeah, I'll, no, he I'll doesn't. He's not day. getting in my Hall of Fame. <laughs> I'm keeping him out for that disgusting franchise that he played for. <laughs> but that's a great time to get rid of our baseball talk. Um, before we jump into these football games, going back to football, we were talking right before we stopped, uh, right before we got on here, Cat. Um, and I might start referring to him as Cat, everybody. That's his nickname, if you don't know. So one or two might slip out. But um, we let's do a little MVP talk, Kyle, like we talked yeah. about on the uh, on the podcast or before we got on here. I would say that. Um, you know, the, the regular season MVP is Aaron Rodgers for sure. Um, but I guess my first question is, do you think that Sunday hurt his chances of winning the MVP? Well, I think we can both agree that it hurt his legacy. Um, that was a pretty catastrophic loss and potentially could be last game of his career. Obviously, I hope he doesn't retire, and I think he has more in the tank, but – that's a that's not my decision at the end of the day. But um, I, as you mentioned, the MVP is a regular season award. And I think he was the MVP of the regular season. Um, not to say that recency bias have an effect on it, because um, that I mean the the award isn't isn't awarded until later, even after the Super Bowl. So or it actually be before the Super Bowl, but. It's after the regular season, so you can get skewed by performances within the playoffs, and if you perform better or worse, it can skew your your opinion of them. But true. Well, people, great answer from Kyle, but we have a breaking news segment on the podcast. Lucas has joined us. Uh, Lucas, everything okay, brother? Uh, got a little yeah. worried about you. Gave you a ring. Gave you a text. Uh, Everything good, brother. Phone phone might have been on the charger, and Lucas might have been distracted. But you know we're here now. Uh, is the distraction an appropriate distraction, or? Oh, <laughs> nice, Lucas. Okay, first time ever for the podcast. Well, we won't keep you too long here, Lucas. Um, obviously, you know we appreciate you taking the time to. Uh, um break your plans for a couple minutes because we have championship football to talk about well i mean are we going to talk about how right i was this weekend uh-huh yeah we could talk about how right you were mr bills 
Hey, I mean, you saw you saw a certain screenshot. Seems like somebody flipped. Yeah, that is true. Lucas did flip. Um, the podcast would say differently, but he did flip. And uh, I was trying to give an unbiased take. I did that. I don't know if I was completely wrong by the outcome of that game. I mean, it was pretty, pretty, what, dead even? Yeah, it couldn't have been more dead even. Just literally, like we thought, we said this on the, on, on Monday's show, like very rarely is a game that good, like pregame on paper that lives up to the hype of the actual game. And it legitimately did. It might be the first game in history to have lived up to, this game that's on paper right now should be the one of the best games in the NFL. And it, anybody it that everything. I talked to, anybody that I talked to, or anytime I said it, it, literally was the best football game I've ever seen in my entire life. I, I mean, I've been on the earth twenty-seven years now. Yeah, I mean, it. I I honestly don't even think like I I remember half the game since I was there. Like I feel like it was just like an absolute blur. Like. I, I know what you're saying. Tyree, I forgot the Tyree kills touchdown happened with a minute left. Like it felt like the third quarter from being there. Like how long from that point to how long I was still in the stadium, it was like a whole nother game. <laughs> I, I can remember. I know. I feel like I know what you're saying. Like I can remember like the ebbs and the flows and like the ups and the downs, but like, I can't remember like specific plays that like did specific things for those ebbs and flows. Like I can just be like, yeah, there was a touchdown here. It was close here. And then it was just like, it's just a blur. Yeah. So awesome game. Chiefs in the AFC championship game. Um, let's dive in here to the NFC championship game. We have the 49ers going down the road of a couple hours south to take on the Rams, Los Angeles Rams. Um, you know, I think on one episode we said that the Rams would be the dark, like the, I, I picked them, I think is the dark horse. Maybe I picked the Cowboys, one of the two. Somebody picked the Rams as the dark horse in the NFC, and and that's a really good call because they're a really good football team. Uh, tough to beat Brady at his own place, um, and and they went and did that. Um, I think that holds a lot of merit. Kyle, I'll start with you for the Rams. What what do you see? Like what 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 does their game plan need to be? What do you think? So the Niners' defense is nasty. Say what? Niners' defense is nasty. Yeah, they are. And um, as long as Bosa, I know he played well last game and was very disruptive. Uh, if he continues doing that, it's, I mean, pressure to a QB is their enemy. It, it makes it difficult to do anything. The Chiefs saw that in the Super Bowl last year. Mm -hmm. And uh, somehow Burrow came over that in the Titans game with nine sacks. But um, yeah, I, I think for the Rams against the Niners, I think. It's going to be a big coaching battle. I know uh, Shanahan's had McVay's number to this point in their in their careers, and I think it's going to be a, a good hurdle for them to get over. Um, I think ultimately it's going to come down to limiting the 49ers, limiting the Rams' big plays. I don't think they're going to be able to pound the ball out as much as they like to. I think with Stafford there now, they rely more on the big play than they did with Goff there. And uh, if they hit on some of those big plays, I think it'll it'll skew the game for sure. I have a question real quick about the Rams, and either one of you feel free to take it. But are they actually good at running the football? Because I don't think that they really are. No. But like, but but when you think about the Rams, you do. People are always like they have a running back room, and it's like, yeah. Well, like 
the only time their run game gets talked about is like when like they're just pounding the rock, but they're not doing it successfully. Like they'll have games where they rush the ball like 20, 25 times for like 65, 75 yards. And they only do that like to set up their play action game. So that's, that's really the only run game they have is just, even if it's not successful, it's just showing you a lot of run so they can yeah. run play action off of it. And yeah, I like that. And Stafford is pretty good at, at play action. I feel like yeah. I mean, he has weapons. I, I agree with you, Kyle. I think that one of the big keys for the Niners is to just not let the superstars make plays. Yeah. Um, honestly. Yeah. It's yeah. It's going to be a, a good star studded star studded game. I mean, you have, uh obj coming out of retirement for the Rams, yeah. obviously uh stafford and uh cooper cup one of the best receivers in the league um i think a, a big a big x factor for the Rams is how he's going to recover from those two costly turnovers and fumbles in that in the game and seeing him actually coming back and getting healthy that was i believe his first game back from injury if not I think he may have actually had some run in the previous game, but not full full run like he did before. But getting him back and see if he actually if they had the confidence in him after those fumbles in the in the game against the Bucks. Yeah, didn't he tear his Achilles like, or what was yeah, it? Like eight months ago or something? Crazy. No, no, it wasn't even that. It was I think it was six. It was six months. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. How full is that blown even torn Achilles, and he's playing football six months later. Yeah, it's. Modern medicine's crazy, and I'm sure the work he put in to get there is crazy too. But yeah, I think that's going to be a mental load on him and how much the Rams coaching staff trusts him after those costly turnovers. Because I mean, Sony Michelle, in his absence during the regular season, did very well. I mean, he he ran the ball well, protected the ball well, um, and we'll see how much they actually rely on team makers. Yeah, I agree. Now, on the flip side, before we talk about the Niners, they are pretty lucky to be here, right? Like, are they actually that good? I mean, I know that they are good at mucking up games. Um, and and I think that somehow, some way, it looked in that game like the Niners were better equipped to play in the snow, which made no sense to me. But it really did. Um, and they're not going to have the snow to help them. They're not going to have any sort of elements in SoFi um, I, I honestly just think that the Rams are too athletic for them. I know they've already beaten them once, um, but the Niners Packers game was just a weird game for me. I still don't understand that game either for as bad as it was like the Niners didn't perform well offensively. Garoppolo is, was not good at all, actually. So is the, are the Niners, is their run kind of, it just kind of seems like it's been a bit lucky to me. It, it doesn't have to be successful. I mean, you that was my dark horse whenever we did our original picks. I put 100 on them at plus 2,300 to win the Super Bowl. So, I mean, I'm going to be the biggest 49ers fan there is from here on out. So, I mean, they don't have – like I said with the Rams, like you don't have to be successful to like have an effective run game. So – yeah, their run is wasn't as good as it was last week, but you saw it against the Cowboys. Like it can be, and guess where that was? That wasn't Jerry's world in a big ass dome. So I think, I mean, the run game can translate. Great defense can translate. I mean, it sounds like a cheesy and broken record, but like that's what that's what wins you games in the playoffs is defense and running the ball, yeah. and that's what that's the two best things they do well. 
That is true. So, and they have a good running back room too that uh, people talk about yeah. all the time. Yeah, and that's not including Debo, Debo Samuel back there. That, I mean, yeah. he's, he's basically in the running back room. He's getting yeah. like he's getting five to eight touches out of the backfield every single week. Listen to this cliche. He's a Swiss Army knife. Nice. <laughs> that was a good one, huh, Cat? You like that one? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It is going to be a good game. Um, I guess I have another question for you guys. Um, do, what, do you play – Let's see. How much do you put into the season matchups already? Because it is crazy. This is going to be the third time they play each other for the conference championship. And second, well, answer that first. Lucas, you go first. I necessarily am not going to put a whole lot of stock into it. But like, I know, I mean, it's a thing that people say, like, let's say one team is 2-0. and Like, it's hard to beat a team three times in one year. Like, I mean, I, I – people put stock into that i don't and all it's going to be is just familiarity and like let's say you you try something like a game plan one week it didn't work out you try something the next game it didn't work out like you're just eliminating ways to like not lose again so i think it's i think it's extremely beneficial i think the ram the the rams are kind of going to be behind the eight ball here because you saw that run that the 49ers went on against them when they found their rhythm and found like a groove of like how to like call that second half of that game and just absolutely yeah. dominate it. So they're going to have a leg up already because I mean, I mean that second half from them was unbelievable. And the Rams for some reason couldn't cover the pass in that game. And real quick before you go, Kyle, um, the two uh, scores from this year between these two teams, uh, the first time they played in November, the Niners won 31 to 10 at San Francisco and when they played again, which we just alluded to on January 9th, was the game where the Rams were up big and the Niners came back in the second half and won. So, Kyle? I personally don't put, put too much talk into it. Um, I do think it adds some pressure on the, or on the Rams. I think going into this game, the Niners have nothing to lose. It's yep. they're only going to be doing things to win the game. And it's going to all is going to be on the Rams. It's, they're at home. They're the favorite out of the NFC. They have the star power. And I mean, they trade how think about the number of draft picks and capital they had to give up to get Stafford. They have this pressure on them. And then the added fact that they have struggled, struggled against um, Kyle Shanahan. So I think there's a lot of pressure just because of the number of times and the number of times they've played, maybe not necessarily the results of this year, uh, and just the how well these teams know each other. Yeah, yeah, I really agree. And my second question was, um, and this is kind of this is kind of a weird question because like it really shouldn't matter at the end of the day, like the players play, but the McVeigh versus Shanahan thing. I mean, Shanahan's four and zero against him, right? Dominates. And so, like, at some point, somebody just has your number, you know? Like, as a coach, like, is Shanahan calling that much better of a game than McVay? I don't know, but maybe, right? So, like, that could play a big factor in the game. I mean, what better way to get your first win against Shanahan if you're McVay than this way? So, you know that that guy's fired up studying everything they do. So I think this, I mean, huge game for the defensive coordinator to try to mix things up, I think, because 
obviously two of the brightest minds in football. Um, well, before we move on, um, we'll go down the list here. And well, what we need to do is I need to get uh, we're gonna let's go through our picks. So Kyle, we'll start with you. Pick yeah. who you who you think's gonna win, and then yeah. also pick. Um, I'm gonna get the spreads pulled up here. I'm kind of lollygagging and wasting time before I while I get it up. And then I, I want you to the line is three and a half, and the Rams are favored. So I want you to pick your winner and what bet you take. Okay. Um, I don't think I can pick against the Rams. I think they have the highest, like out of the team, both teams here, I think they have the highest ceiling. Mm -hmm. um, I saw a stat earlier today that if the Niners are able to muck up the game and make it ugly, uh, in Jimmy Garoppolo's five postseason games, he's averaged 146 passing yards per game. And in those five games, he only has two touchdowns and five interceptions. Better whenever he doesn't, he isn't involved in the game. And able to muck that up and be successful in the run game, this is an easy under game. It's going to be a low scoring game. And I think the, that's the way the Niners pull it out. But I think the Rams are going to win and cover. Uh, I think they'll win 31-21. I love that. Um, and the over-under you alluded to is 46. You're going under? No. So I'm going to go over because the Rams are winning. But if the Niners are to win, it's going to be an ugly game. Oh, okay. So I'm going over 31-21. So that's a 52-point total. Yep. Love that. I really like what you said, too. Um, I tend to agree. Lucas? I mean – Oh, well, I mean, you're, I know you're going Niners, but. I, I, that's the thing. Like, I mean, like, if I go, like, full-on like, football brain, like, I think I, the, if, you go, if I go out like I talked about last week, if I go off roster, like, the Rams have a, a way better roster. Their defense has a better roster. Their offense has a better roster. So, they're technically the better team. But, I mean – this just isn't this. They're playing a really good football team. They're not as good, like player by player, but as a as a whole as a team, they're better than them. They've shown it this year. They've shown it in years past. I so I, I mean I can't pick against them. They're you're, they're getting plus points again. Give it to me. Yeah, yeah. You guys have. Uh, it's actually made my job a little bit more difficult here. I was hoping for some more clarity because I really like what both of you said. I don't know what to do. Um, but I honestly think that I lean Rams. I really do. Um, I just think at the end of the day that stars take over big games like this. And Stafford, honestly, what a story that would be to be on one of the worst franchises in all of the, of the big four sports to then move teams and go to a Super Bowl in your first year. That would be really cool. And um, a home so Super Bowl at that. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that in a second, which is honestly BS if the Chiefs were to make it. Two years in a row, you got to play in the opponent's home stadium. But, again, we'll get to that. Um, I love the Rams. I really do. Uh, you know, I think that they're – I think they're honestly going to do it. I think the Niners' magic kind of runs out. I don't see them getting a blocked punt. Um, and, and that's the only reason that they won that game. So, give me the Rams. Give me the points as well. They'll win by more than – they'll win by more than three and a half, obviously. Um, so – and I like I like the over as well. I really do. I think uh, 
I think even I think the Rams and I think they can go into a shootout for sure. I think the Niners can. I, I really have questions about the Rams passing defense. If the Niners were better at throwing, I think I would be more lenient towards the Niners. Any thoughts on that? Because that's the only reason why the Niners got in the game in the last time they played. It's just uh, it's just how the San Francisco is going to decide to cover them. Because I think last time they did, uh, they kind of bracketed Cooper Cup. And no, no, no. I'm saying opposite. I'm saying I don't what? trust the Rams passing defense. Oh, why? Well, because I mean, that's the only reason why the Niners got back in the game. They torched I mean, them, and then Jalen Ramsey got torched against the Bucks. That that was just that was sheer tackling, dude. Like they couldn't tackle anybody. Like those, better, all those big touchdowns, all those big touchdowns were yards after catch, and then they ran. Get that. ready to, you better get ready to hit the Niners yeah. because so th- that's what it was. That was pure like why they call Debo Debo because he's that Debo from Boys in the Hood or whatever, and it's just a freaking bully. He bullied you know, them. He really did, and I I also think that the, a lot of people forget to talk about Kittle. I think he does so much for the Niners. It's crazy when you can he's have a, a tight end yeah. that can. When, he, when when a tight end can block like that, it just opens your offense up so well. And, I mean, he's definitely not a better pass catcher or route runner than Travis, but his ability to catch the ball and run with it is insane. Like, he gets the ball in his hands. He's a, he's a force to bring down. So, the Rams got to be on him at all times. Um, it's going to be a great game. And I actually – I don't mind that it's the night game. I don't mind that the Chiefs are the afternoon game. I really don't. I think it's a good night game for sure. Um, so – any final thoughts on this game, boys? Let's go Niners. Let's go Niners. I mean, Lucas does I have hope the Niners win. win. I, I'd take a yeah. GG coming out of the NFC over Stafford any day. Me too, definitely. Yeah, my picks don't reflect who I want to win. I just have to be – I'm a genius. So, you know, it happens. Um, okay. Kyle, Lucas. This is the big one. Uh, the Figure It Out podcast special. Flip over to the AFC Conference Championship game for the fourth straight year uh, uh, in heaven, actually, um, a.k.a. Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, I have I'll, – I'll just go ahead and get something really quick off my chest here. Um I'll be there. So the chiefs are going to (laughs) win. So now we can start talking about the game and, and we can really break it down, but I just wanted to get that off my chest. So Lucas, I want to, I want you to go first because you're the most unbiased here. Um, Your thoughts on the game initially, and um, we'll go from there. Well, we've already talked about like not putting in stock in the past performances you guys dominated that game for two and a half quarters against them the first time you played them. Should have won. Don't really, like, I can't know. I don't know why in my head. I can't really remember how you guys lost that. Like, you really didn't play bad. It Was was it you guys just couldn't score points in the red zone? Because you were, I mean, Pat threw we scored, for. We scored three points in the second half. But, like, you were still marching. Like, because I, I remember you were running the ball well. And you were, like, you were doing all the right things. But you just couldn't put points on the board. Yep. Literally, yeah. I'm also I'm also kind of maybe remembering some sort of Pat. I think he threw a pick. Maybe that was Denver. Maybe that was Denver. Denver. Pittsburgh. But, uh, yeah. So like, I mean, you guys are better than them, like all across the board. Whoever I was gonna take, whoever won the Bills 
like the Bills Chiefs game was your NFL, like your NFL world champion. Like that's hands down, those are the two best teams in the NFL right now. Yeah. So, I mean, this is an easy pick for me, and I I might just go ahead and put a rack on it. I mean, <laughs> honestly, that's how confident I am. Like, wow, you you feel that confident you would do that right now? Right now, probably no. But like, once I get like all the hype videos sent and watched <laughs> from Rose Snapchat or Instagram, yeah, I'm probably gonna get hyped up and make it happen. Yeah, honestly. Um, that's hilarious. I would love for you to do that. Kyle, uh, your quick initial thoughts on the game. Uh, cover Jamar Chase. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's- he single-handedly, I mean, him and Joe Burrow single-handedly beat the Chiefs last game. Um, obviously there was some, our offense went quiet in the second half. And their defense is a little, bit bang, a little bit banged up since our previous um, game against them. But uh, I saw a stat. You know I'm a stat guy. Uh, oh, yeah. Bring them on. We love stats. Um, first of all, can you believe Les Moss told Jamar Chase that he didn't want – he couldn't be a receiver? Yeah, I think Les Miles should lose some credibility for that national championship he won because um, that was ignorant. Yeah, that's a side side point. But uh, on zero blitzes against Joe Burrow for PFF, he has a 93.3 rating, which is first in the NFL. And the Chiefs rely a lot on blitzing and relying on man coverage on, our, uh, on the outside. And Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow ate us alive last game. So I'm, I'm curious to see how the defense and Spagnolo treat this game and if they make any adjustments from that previous game or yeah, the previous regular season game. Yeah. It's actually interesting that you say that because uh, Blaine, who's normally on here with us, texted me today and said that he wants to blitz Burrow. Um, and I kind of tend to agree with Blaine. I understand what you're saying completely. I think we do. I think also against the bills, I think we played a lot more coverage. I don't remember that many blitzes against Josh Allen. I remember us rushing a lot of four, uh, for uh, down linemen, I could be wrong, but that's that, yeah. I think I'm right, honestly. Um, and uh, what were we th- oh, he's blitzing. Uh, and when you get sacked nine times in a game, especially the week before, mm-hmm. uh, against a defense that isn't better than yours, I think you do heat up a young quarterback, especially one going on his third road game in or no excuse me his second road game in his first playoffs um i'm not saying you blitz at some abnormally high rate but what i'm saying is you take a lot more chances in terms of blitz if you get them in like third and seven i say you send it after him make him make quick decisions don't let him sit back there very often because he is very good i think you got to take it out of his hands and frankly i'm questioning the Bengals' offensive line i mean even how do you give up nine sacks in a game? Like if a defensive line has like four or three, even it's like, what a game. Yeah. Like it, that is an absurd amount of sacks. I mean, if, if our defense were to sack Joe Burrow four or five times on Sunday, I say we win by three scores. Easily. Like easily. So how I just think the Titans suck. Basically, is what I'm saying. How do you sack somebody nine times and lose a football game? That doesn't make sense. 
Tannehill you know, is he's not even on the same universe as Patrick Mahomes in terms of quarterback. It's actually laughable. Is that why Blaine didn't show up today? Because he said he said Ryan Tannehill was a good quarterback, and then he goes out there and does that shit. Okay, we'll pause football and we'll talk gossip real fast. <laughs> Hilarious. You'll you'll be like, oh, of course Blaine's doing this. So Blaine texts me today and says, I'm out for tonight. And I said, oh, okay, we'll see you. Like, we'll miss you, whatever. Um, and he's like, I'm going to be go- going to try cocktails in North Kansas City. Him and so, him and the him and the the future wife just always got to be doing something on a Wednesday. Yeah. So, you know, good for him. Um, we're really hey. happy he's getting married. We're happy he's getting married. But you know, is it the figure it out podcast or your wedding? I'm starting to question. You know. <laughs> I mean, and the real question is: is cocktails with the wife in North Kansas City? Is that code for I don't want to come in here and get shit on for an hour and a half for my terrible takes last week? Yeah. Resume. Lucas, continue what you were saying. <laughs> I mean, the kid had the absolute gall to say last week that Ryan Tannehill is a top 10 quarterback. I and know. his defense provides nine sacks and allows, I mean, technically we'll say 19, but really, like, let's just say 16. Like, I mean, what are you doing? The insane field position all game, constantly on his back foot, could, threw one. Was that last week he threw that ball to A.J. Brown? Yeah, it that was. was. He threw one really good ball. He yeah. threw one really good NFL throw, and the rest, trash, terrible decision-making. Like, looked he looked unathletic out there, too. I mean, you know what I mean? He's pretty old. I, okay, I went to a K-State-Texas A&M game in Manhattan when they were still in the Big 12, and he was the quarterback. That's a long time ago. He's been playing football a while. So, I mean, yeah, he probably is getting slower, a little, you know, older as he as he gets through this. Especially, that's a long season. And like I, I tweeted this, and I would love to hear you guys' opinion. I don't really know how much of an advantage a one seed is. I think that week off um, on an on older bodies. I think that I mean, now I know rest is important. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is when you've been playing for that many weeks in a row and then all of a sudden you stop, I generally think it's tough to get, to pick it back up like that. And I think what happened to the Titans was they started out, they kept the Bengals in the game, Bengals grew confidence, and whether or not they're a better team, they should have won the game. So I don't know. And and you can say the same thing about the Packers. Why does yeah, that- both, both one seasons, they come out super flat. Say that again, yeah. Lucas. Sorry. I, I I mean, I'm sure Kyle's like literally both one seeds to prove your point. Like they came out flat, like flat, insanely flat. flat. Like they didn't know how to play football all of a sudden. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be an argument for the rest of the time. Rest versus rust. Am I, I mean, yeah. That's in every sport. Rest versus mm-hmm. rust. Like it'll be in every single sports talk ever because it like legitimately is a problem. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously you're still going to play for that one seed every year. Um, it, the rest it, for guys, it, I mean, there's injuries, there's lingering injuries that if you give them a, a week off, it really did, can pay dividends. And it, it kind of, I think a lot of it t- goes back to the coaching, honestly. I mean, there's teams that are better off of a bye during the regular season than others. There's coaches that are better off of a bye. 
I think you just have to get make sure your players are ready to play. And it last weekend, the Packers and the Titans, they definitely were not. They they looked like you guys mentioned they were flat and it it paid like it ended up costing them. Yeah, definitely. Um so quick tangent there, but this Bengals game, um, I guess now I'll shift to what worries me about the Bengals. And really, I think Kylie already hit on it. I mean, besides Jamar Chase, even, they do have good receivers. Now, I, I know that we're expecting to get Rashad Fenton back. That'll be big. And let's get one thing clear. Tyron Matthew is playing. I know he's in concussion protocol, and I know that he's, you know, <clears throat> You know they're t- they're they're slowly bringing him back and taking all the he's playing, like he has a concussion. He's putting on his helmet and going out there. He's not going to be in the protocol on Sunday, so that'll be big, um, obviously. But their receivers do scare me. I mean, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. I would take either right now on the Chiefs. So um, it's going to be a big challenge for our defense. It really is. Their skill players are are great from. The, the receivers, as you mentioned, to Joe Mixon, to CJ Uzoma is an athletic tight end that is more than serviceable. In the league. Yeah. He's been, he's battled injuries through his career, but uh, it's, it's good. I mean, he's, he's a solid tight end. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I think, I think it's ultimately going to come down to how our defense handles, handles their weapons. And I think our offense show has, has shown its explosiveness. And I think, They'll just get right back on track where they left off with Bills. Gonna have to tackle. Just like I said in the last game with the with the Rams and the 49ers, you're gonna have to tackle because Jamar Chase last week, I think, had I don't know where I heard it. I think he had 93 yards after catch. He had 100 mm-hmm. like 103 or 106 or 109 total yards, and 93 of them were after the catch. Wow. So it, they're throwing him quick hitters. That's what they had to do last week. If they're pressure, they're gonna have to throw quick hitters. All you have to do is tackle. Yep, and that's also not to bring up old matchups, but we couldn't tackle against the Bengals when we played them. All of a sudden, nope. we had played yep. nine amazing weeks of defensive football, and we come out against the Bengals and bad angles, arm tackles, and Bengals just making more plays than our chief defenders, and um, they're capable of doing it again. I mean, they are a really, like Kyle said, they are a really, really good uh, skill group, so we'll see. But on the flip side of that, guys, and Kyle, you also alluded to this early, I am not scared of the Bengals' defense in one facet of the word. The playoff Chiefs' offense is a different level, and there is no more Chiefs' offense that's only going to score three points and a half. They're just, it's just not going to happen. This offense is way too hot. And the Bengals are not good on defense, I don't think, honestly. I don't even know. I can name, what, who? Trey Hendrickson, the defensive end from the Saints, who's on the Bengals. And quite honestly, I don't know that I can name any others. So They have a perennial pro bowler, Jesse Bates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesse Bates. It's about third, that's, third or second or something like that. Yeah. He's a safety yeah, that's okay. literally about the only two notable players they have on defense. Everybody, everybody else is just like a plug and play guy. Because Ogan across from Hendrickson, he's pretty good actually. It's, I mean, it's not Carl Lawson anymore, and it's not, it's not Hubbard? Dunlap anymore. It's not Hubbard? Carlos Dunlap. No, isn't it Hubbard? I think his name is. 
Yeah, I mean, oh, they okay. do have a guy named Hubbard. Yeah, that wears ninety four. Yeah, Sam Hubbard. Yeah, that's right. That yeah. is right. I actually do know him. My point being, it's like they just don't match up. Like I that three that second half is such such an outlier uh, to this Chiefs offense, and it shows because the first half we were absolutely dogging them. Like they couldn't keep up with us. We were going up and down the field the whole day. So, I, and guess what? You guys weren't pumping Jarek McKinnon down their throat. And if you guys pump Jarek McKinnon down their throat, look out. Yeah, which I forgot. I So I've watched the highlights of the Chiefs-Bills game about, mm, I would say like 11 times now. I hope you're going to uh, say what you're about to say. And the screen pass to Jarek McKinnon in overtime was sexy. I mean <laughs> – Dude, I okay. So from where I was sitting in the stadium, like I they threw that they threw the screen to my side of the stadium. So I was like, I could like see the offensive lineman leaking and like Jarek just kind of standing there. And I was like, I like hit my dad in the arm, I was like, Dad, screen. And as <laughs> as I said that, Jared McKinnon catches the ball, and all of a sudden he's running at us with block creed and Joe Tooney out in front of him. Oh my God! It's sexy. Doesn't even describe what kind of play that was, um, and that's a huge element. I also really like Clyde in the game. I think he's just gonna have to settle into being a role player, um, honestly, because I like the touches that he got. He caught a couple balls out of the backfield. He ran hard, and um, maybe he maybe he just kind of settles in and doesn't take as many reps and and just provides a little spark every once in a while. That's what's going to have to be because I can remember distinctly like two runs where like he had cutback lanes, which Jarek would have cut back, and he just deadhead ran his head into the back of the center and the guard and just was like, you know what? They told me to run in this A-gap. I'm going to run in this A-gap, and I'm going to try to get as many as I can and just got stuffed for a yard or two and had plenty of cutbacks because that those guards, those guards and tackles absolutely wash sides of the line, and you're going to have cutbacks, and you just got to see it and just bust it. And the one play I thought you were going to talk about was Jarek when he caught maybe that two-yard kind of like flare route out to the sideline and then like did that little hezzy and like he was like, you know what? I'm not hezzy and I'm just going to run through this guy yeah. and just yeah. absolutely trucked that man. On third down as well. Yes. He got the first down. Yeah. That was awesome. That got that the was crowd filthy. fired up. Yeah. And, and those are the kind of runs you have to have in the playoffs. That sets the tone. Like yes. we're here. You, like I'm, we're going through you. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Uh, Kyle. Yeah, you touched on it. You touched on several of the points. I thought Clyde looked great in the few touches he got. Um, there were some some plays that I'm like, like a, as Lucas mentioned, he just kind of took what was there and didn't create anything other than what what like what other running backs could get. And I think it's going to be a balancing act with him and Jarek McKinnon and Daryl. Uh, just, I mean, they're all good in their own ways, but I don't think Clyde is better than them at any one thing. Like he's no. at anything, but he's not great at anything. In the NFL, you kind of have to have a, a one characteristic that you could fall back on, and that's what you're great at, and he's not at anything. Um, yeah. And so going back to something you touched on earlier too, Chandler, um, you mentioned that they obviously the Bengals gave up nine sacks. Do we really need to blitz to be able to get to Burrow with our front four? That's a really good point. And the way I'll quickly rebuttal that is I think 
the first quarter, you see what kind of pressure you can get without it. Mm -hmm. And then as the game goes on, I think you start ramping it up. Right. But I mean, keep going. Sorry, Kyle. Sorry. It's going to be good to keep him on his toes. I definitely think Spags will dial up some blitzes. Me too. Should still be able to still play more coverage than we did the previous game. And if we if we get another third and twenty seven, I do not think we should leave. <laughs> I do not think we should leave anybody on an island with uh, with Jamar Chase. So no, um, yeah, let's scoot back a little bit. Maybe if it's third and twenty seven, <laughs> I want to see Spagnola disguise up and run some actual creative blitzes. Like you see it with the Bears blitzes all the time, blitzing that nickel guy. He did it once last he did it once last week. I remember distinctly I was like, oh God, please don't blitz Legarius Sneed. And he blitzed Legarius Sneed on that nickel blitz and it worked to perfection. I look like an absolute idiot. But like <laughs> create some creative blitzes and let your fast people blitz and get after his ass. He doesn't yeah. th- think about the think about how many times he's done that. The only time you let somebody fast maybe blitz, he puts dirty Dan down in there and like you don't want his white ass blitzing people. No, but I think if I want him out there doing anything, it is blitzing people. So it, gonna... that's, I mean that sometimes that's what you just got to do whenever you have a through nine weeks of football, you have a hundred percent completion rate against you. Right. Yeah. Um, I do kind of I do agree with you actually, Lucas, because I do think that basically Spagnolo dares the quarterback to make a decision before the blitz gets there. I don't think he disguises them very often. Um, it no. does like pretty much anybody who shows they're blitzing on the Chiefs defense typically blitzes so um yeah even, I love even that. on that even on that blitz that Sneed was or Sneed ended up blitzing on he I saw like you said you saw before it even happened it wasn't disguised as much as I would have like I think he he we need to dial up some disguise blitzes it's not as obvious off the line so it's actually messing with them and making Burrow react in the moment rather than knowing before the snap where the guys are coming from yeah, because that's when he's that's when he's best when he has when he doesn't have to read anything and he just has like you know what I see this guy blitzing I'm gonna have a five yard out route dead ass open and he just throws an absolute strike puts yeah. it in a perfect spot and they can run after the catch. Yep, definitely. Um, it's gonna be such an awesome game. Um, I I guess okay we'll go through like we did for Rams Niners, but um, let's give a I didn't give a score prediction for the last game I don't think. And neither did Lucas. Well, we'll, let's give a real score prediction here. Um, So we'll go through and we'll get everybody – we'll get their money line and their score, and then we'll pick if you want to pick this – like what spread you're taking. So Are you looking at the over-under right now? I am. What's it say? 54.5 on FanDuel. That's the same as it was last week. Oh, that over. (laughs) It was 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 54, 54 54.5 on a lot of sites last week against the Bills. That's an e- that's an easy over. Easiest over in my life. Is there any part of you that believes that the Bengals come out and suck? Because <laughs> there might be a little bit of me that believes that. <laughs> even if they do, even if they do, like they'll w- they will have some success against you guys. Because like I mean, you you just can't cover those three super athletes for for sixty minutes. Right. You just can't. Like T. Higgins is gonna get loose. He'll he's gonna moss somebody. He's an absolute unreal ball catcher. Like his ball skill is up in the air. Like he's he's spectacular. Tyler Boyd is gonna be your perfect slot guy. 
He might find one up the seam. You guys saw how bad – you guys couldn't protect Gabriel Davis in the seam all week last week. Like, that was – I mean, that was one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life, that yeah. stat line that he had. And where was he at? He was lined up in the slot, mm-hmm. just making seam mm-hmm. routes. Yeah, you're so, right. that's yeah. going to be Tyler Boyd, who's a lot better than Gabriel Davis. And, of course, you got Jamar doing whatever the fuck he wants to. I know you mentioned that you 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 think Tyron's going to be back, and I, I hope I hope he is as well. I mean, concussions—it's it's just difficult to know how how that's going to progress throughout the week. But I'm hopeful as well. But assuming he's back, I, I think the communication in the back end will, will be a lot better. I mean, a lot of the big plays to Gabe Davis were just that miscommunication, and um, or just absolutely getting your ankles taken rip my keys but um anyway but we'll see i think it's going to be a really good game i think even if like you mentioned chandler if the if the Bengals come out and suck for a little bit i think they're joe burrow's good enough i think he'll make it a game i don't think it's going to be a blowout chiefs no matter what happens even if it's a bad first half like they had against the chiefs the first time i think he's going to make it a game i think it's going to be a, a fun game to watch Okay, so score prediction. Line was the total points was 54 and a half. And what's Chiefs are minus seven. Mm. Which is huge. Let's go first on this one. 35 <laughs> 27, no field goals. Hey. How about that last week? How bad was Harrison Bucker and how much shit I've talked on him in the past? The dude is just an absolute head case, isn't he, huh? No, he just isn't a head case. And here's why I'll prove it to you. Because he had an absolute shit game up until he had to kick the biggest kick of the season. And he came back and he sent it to overtime. Yes. Yeah, the third t- do, do you just forgive everything? Because, like, I've – A hundred percent. Okay. Okay. Yes. Dude. I don't think that's back. being talked about enough. No, it isn't. He's and so bad at extra points, dude. He, like, I've always – you know, guys, I've always had that inside joke with you guys. Harrison Bucker. No, no he is. Really good at foot, at, at kicking field goals, bad at PATs. That's why the 50-yarder – the 50-yarder was so surprising because I was like, he's going to money this. He doesn't miss these. Yeah. He always misses PATs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think if we move the PAT back to, to a 50-yarder, he'd be – he'd have a higher percentage than if they – where he's at now yeah exactly 100%. so lucas goes 35 27 kyle you want me to go or do you want me to, or do you want to go <laughs> I'll, I'll go last this time we'll, we'll let you okay. i believe that the chiefs are going to win and they're going to win by that's going to be 38 to 24 chiefs Okay. I was going very similar line. I was going to say 37-27. I like that as well. I, I really do think this is about a 10 to 14-point game. I think that's a perfect number for this game. Should I take honestly. an adjusted line? And what are you going to move it to? 10. Get extra odds, baby. You're going to take Chiefs minus 10? I gear, I'll, I'll look at it when I see the uh, adjusted odds, but I mean, if it's if it's set, if it's six and a half seven right now at minus one ten, and I move that thing three and a point, like three and a half three points, that thing's gonna move to like plus probably one sixty. 
Oh, I actually like that a lot. <laughs> you actually might have to do that for the people, Lucas. I that mean, could you, be know a people's how hot, bat. you know how hot the boy is right now. That could easily be a people's bat, 100%. You tease it, dude? Oh, come on. The Chiefs win by 10? They're going to win could... by 10. They're going to win 38-24. I mean, if I'm going to do a teaser, I'm just going to do – I'll do Niners-Chiefs. Tease that bitch up five points. Easy on both of them. Tease it down. Oh, I see what you're saying. I was like, they don't play each other, but I know no. what you mean now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I like that too. I really like that. Especially yeah. you would take so you would take Niners plus five and a half. Uh what are they? What are they now? No, they're what? They're three and a half? Three and a half. So I would get them at eight and a half, and then I would get the Chiefs at minus two. That's just a pick them. Yeah. yeah. That's good. <laughs> I like that. That's a bet. All righty, boys. Anybody got any final remarks on either of these games? Kyle, Lucas? I got nothing. I, mean, I just I just plead with the people. Your boy's hot. Yeah, honestly, I would listen to Lucas. Um, kid's been on an absolute heater recently. It's insane. Um, also, real quick before we get off here, Lucas, uh, the Bears, dude. Not bought in. What did I say? proven once again lucas is right do not buy into this team they play evansville on saturday who is the worst team in the league and they played indiana state last night who is the second worst team in the league they could have hey. won three in a row in january chandler do you want to know who evansville won valley win is against us indiana state oh 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 no we're yeah. gonna lose we're gonna lose Aren't we? Evansville's one one valley win is against Indiana State, the team that just shit pumped us. And, and they ex had post ex post facto. Ex post facto, Lucas. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. I who That's cares? Bullshit. Yeah. I'm not bought in. You you and Johnny are bought in. I'm not. I'm bought in. This team's going to the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> they're winning arch madness dude this is the year they're gonna win arch madness all right kyle appreciate you brother for coming on um love good to see insight. you kyle yeah good to see you all yeah uh, have only, you back. oh yeah we'll have you back um we'll have you back uh next season too for for more games and more fun brother okay all right get a better intro next time <laughs> yeah, actually, my my intro was actually, you know, that was a pretty good intro for you. <laughs> but uh, all right, boys, talk to you guys later. All right, peace. Yeah, peace. Yeah. See you. Oh, thank you.